What is going on, everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 31 of the Gino Spirito podcast. It feels so freaking good to be back. Today is April 5th, Monday, April 5th. Um, it's about 3 p.m. as we are talking. Um, let me tell you, I want to apologize for the recent absence. Um, but sometimes in life, you know, you just got to take a step back. Um, not uh, necessarily because, uh, you know, you're over overbooked or, you know, you're stressing yourself out. But, um, you know, you got to just appreciate um, everything that you're, be- you're on top of. And uh, you got to you got to kind of just give yourself credit where credit's due. Um and, uh, you know what I mean? If, if you are, um, feeling stressed or if you are feeling like you need, uh, just a mini break from something in life and you need to kind of focus and put your, uh, soul focus on something else, uh, then that's good. You know, that's, that's the best thing to do for yourself, you know, identifying, uh, the problem before it becomes even more of a problem. And I feel as if, um, you know, I, I took a break, not not necessarily because I've been feeling stressed or uh, because this podcast has been too much, but I, I just feel like life has been going really good. And I don't know if that's a, a good reason as to why, um, you know, I should have taken a break or not. But, uh, you know, I, I just have no complaints and I don't really have a reason, a real reason as to why I have taken a couple weeks off. Um, but I think it all kind of boils down to I've just been living, you know, I've just been enjoying life. I've been kind of taking every day and not really being on social media as much as I, I, I have been not really, um, you know, being, uh, in the loop, uh, when it comes to what's going on, uh, socially, I guess. Um, and I kind of just been living and experiencing, um, a bunch of, a bunch of things, uh, whether that is um, just with school and trying to uh, grind out these uh, semester projects as, uh, you know, summer is coming fast. And it's I, I cannot believe we're only five weeks out from uh, from that um, and this semester being over and me being a senior. It's just it's pretty crazy. And, um, you know, whether it's that or whether it's um me and my girlfriend just going on uh, various adventures in the past couple of weeks, uh, you know, such as uh, the aquarium in San Diego, um, just going to downtown San Diego and spending the nights and um, going to a uh, cruise and dinner uh, with Hornblower and getting to see uh, the, sky, the skylights and um, the nighttime, you know, just the nighttime buildings and how they are in San Diego, like from a cruise ship and watching a movie on the cruise boats um, and just going to all these restaurants that have kind of finally um, started to open up uh, as we've gotten, I mean, both of us really got uh, multiple gift cards for, um, you know, Christmas and, um, you know, just, uh, what's it called? She, uh, my girlfriend had gotten a few for her birthday um, so finally being able to kind of use those and go to these really nice restaurants, uh, and kind of just live in the moment. Like I said, it's, 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 it's been really fun. Um, and of course yesterday getting to celebrate Easter with my daughter and, uh, the rest of my family and kind of being on the other side of an Easter egg hunt for really the first time in my life and getting to be the one to set it all up and kind of help, uh, my daughter, you know, 
towards uh, what's what she's doing and collecting all the aids uh honestly she got the hang of it really fast and she was enjoying it she was smiling she was laughing she was just having a really good time um and you know i feel like these moments have been happening more and more in my life uh as of recently and i've i've just been i've just been enjoying them i've just been living in them i've just been taking them all in soaking them all up and and doing as much as I can with them, you know, just running with it. So um, I know I, I just truly believe that, uh, you know, as many blessings as you put into this world, um, eventually, some way, somehow, the world uh, will also give you those blessings in return, uh, whether that's, um, you know, in a way that you want, and that's getting the girl that you've wanted, getting that job you've wanted, getting that promotion you've wanted, um, or in other ways that you maybe uh, didn't quite see clearly um, until it started happening, until those blessings started coming in your life. Um, but as long as you continue to be a good person, as long as you continue to put uh, good energy, good vibes into the air, um, there's just no reason why life, um, you know, why there isn't a rainbow on the other side of that, on that storm. Um, and, and like I said, life has just been treating me very good and I couldn't just be more thankful uh, to be alive first and foremost, to be living and just experiencing all these moments that I've been able to lately. Uh, I just, I've just been extremely happy and um, I, I just can't wait to, uh, you know what I mean, continue to see what life really has in store for me. And, um, you know, my biggest hope to everybody that is listening and, you know, is taking my words for what they are is, uh, just to, you know, take those lows in life head on, you know, try not to avoid them, work around them, you know what I mean, try to figure out a way that you can maybe, uh, uh, I don't know, just go around it. I, I really just suggest you, you know, just, just facing them head on with everything in you um, because, uh, you know, that, that rainbow and better times will always, always eventually come uh, regardless of um, how low or how... Um, how many times you tell yourself that, uh, it can't, um, and, um, I truly believe that if you, if you continue to face them head on, um, you know, the sooner that things will get better and the, so and the sooner you'll be able to see everything else that is a blessing, uh, to you because there, there shouldn't just be one thing in your life that, um, you know, completely drags you down, completely, uh, just changes the person you are or completely changes the mood you're in or um, anything in that regard you know I, I feel like um, you know there are, can be times where uh, something really does bother you and that's that's okay you can get upset you can get mad but it's about the response it's about how are you going to um, make yourself a better person because of that situation how are you going to grow from this situation you know it's 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 always about lessons. It's always about what can you do next. And I, I truly believe that. And I, I've been, been experiencing a lot of those moments lately. And it's just been uh, truly, truly awesome to experience and be a part of. So, um, you know, remember not to waste days, months, even years, you know, without truly pushing yourself towards that uh, end goal of happiness. You know, that pursuit of happiness, as my boy Kid Cudi would say. Um, you know, and I know that there are going to be storms down the line. I know that there are going to be bad times ahead of me, uh, cause that's just inevitable. You know, life is full of highs and lows. It's full of those waves, um, those wave of emotions, uh, in any aspect of your life. 
Um, but I have all the confidence in the world that, you know, through the through my experiences so far in life and through uh, just the pure confidence um, in myself that uh, these waves of uh, sadness or anxiety or whatever it may be are going to continue to be shorter lived uh, than previous because of everything that I've already learned in my life um, prior and uh, just applying that to um, whatever situation I do find myself in uh, in the near future um, in order to get out of it and in order to uh, you know what I mean get happy or um, whatever it uh whatever it may be so um you know without further ado this is the genius weirdo podcast and let's fucking get into it i'm so excited because baseball is back let me tell you i am doing fantasy baseball for the very first time this year and i truly do not know what the hell i'm doing if you want me to be honest um you know i i, I decided to join because um, I love baseball and I love the Padres and I just thought that, you know, fuck it. I might as well. A lot of my fraternity guys are doing it too. And, um, it seemed like a fun thing to do. Uh, I feel like I drafted a semi-decent team. I tried to, you know, look up some, some tips and some power rankings of players before the draft. And I, I really feel like, um, my team is solid. Uh, I'm pretty jealous of my boy, Ryan. I, I feel we are like the two San Diego heads of our fraternity. Um, and this man has the entire fucking infield of the Padres. This man has Tatis, Machado, Cronenworth, uh, and Hosmer all in his fucking lineup. And, of course, that's the first team I had to face, of course. Um, but, you know, the boy, you know, your boy got your boy got you, Darvish, Blake Snell, uh, Mike Melicone. Uh, so, you know, I got, I got a few, yeah, mostly pitchers, of course, and then uh, I do have Trent Grisham, but he's he's uh, still on his, uh, the injured list, injured li the 10-day injured list, so hopefully he'll be able to come back on Friday. Um, Jace Tindler actually came out today and said he's on track to still come back on Friday uh, for the Texas uh, series, so um, I still have a decent amount of Padres heads, but the rest of these fools need to step at the fuck up because I am losing my first matchup. Uh, but that's besides the point. Baseball is back, um, you know, and uh, the Padres were able to start the year uh, with a series win over the Diamondbacks, three to one. Uh, the only game they lost uh, was actually yesterday, Sunday's final uh, fourth game, uh, as they lost that one three to one. Um, I actually get the opportunity to go to my first sporting event in such a long freaking time tonight uh, as the Padres um, open a new series against the Giants um, at home tonight at 7:10. So I'll be able to uh, catch that one. I am extremely excited. Uh, the starting lineup looks pretty stats. Uh, uh, Jakey. Jake Cronenworth is actually going to be batting first tonight. Tatis second, Machado third. Eric Hosmer, player of the week for the National League. Uh, what a start this man has had. 11 at-bats, 3 runs, 7 hits, 2 doubles, 6 RBIs, 2 home runs, um, and then, of course, 1 watch. So he's, uh, he's on fire to start the season. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that player of the week was much deserved. Um, but, yeah, I'm very excited um, for the game. I wish 
that I would be able to uh, see, you know, one of these new one of these new pitchers um, in action tonight. Uh, you know, you you Darvish shot off to a a little bit of a rut. You know, a little bit of a ugh, I don't even know how to describe it. He got off to an okay start. He pitched four and a half innings. Um, I think he I think he let four run. I think he was a four ERA if I am not mistaken. Um, but yeah, he, he, you know, he was all right. Uh, Blake Snell was probably, a um, a step above that, uh, got into, uh, quite a few jams, um, but didn't really let up too many runs. I feel like that's kind of, uh, the, the biggest difference maker between this pitching, this pitching rotation of the Padres in the last, you know, you Darvish didn't pitch that good, but still didn't put us in a huge hole. Blade Snell didn't pitch that good up to his potential, up to their potential I'm talking about, but still did not put us in any really hole. Joe Musgrove, phenomenal pitching, six innings, three hits, zero earned runs uh, in his first game in the Padres uniform. And then uh, yesterday, of course, Chris Paddock did not pitch it at all, if you want me to be honest. Um but, you know, he did respond to some adversity in the early innings. Uh, you know, he did call off an infield uh, an infield catch, or, I mean, like a, a, a pop fly that was in the infield. Uh, he called Manny Machado off. Um, he didn't catch the ball. That kind of led to two runs, and then it kind of escalated from there. He only pitched for um, three and a half or maybe even four innings. Uh, I was at Easter, so I was kind of catching the game here and there. Um, but, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm excited for this new pitching staff. Uh, last year I felt like these little holes or, you know, a couple people on base, even one person on base kind of escalated sometimes. Um, but seeing you pitch, seeing, uh, Blake Snell pitch, seeing Joe pitch, oh my goodness, they were just on fire. They were tearing it up and, uh, they were, they, they, they were just able to respond to adversity when it was in their face. Uh, so that's definitely uh, what I've noticed is the biggest difference so far. Um, Adrian Morhan actually uh, is going to be getting the start today as he was able to um, win the last spot in the Padres rotation this year. Um, as uh, this spring, he was he posted a 3.21 ERA with 17 strikeouts in 14 innings. Um, and he served mostly as a reliever in the past uh, for the Padres. Um, and hasn't even pitched more than three innings in an MLB game. So um, I'm excited to see uh, how that'll go tonight, How if it'll turn into a bullpen type of game. I feel like uh, the past – I mean, yesterday was definitely more of a bullpen game, but I feel like uh, Joe Musgrove's game when it was just him um, and Ryan Weathers, uh, both of them combined uh, two, a two-pitcher two shutout. I mean, they pitched lights out. I think that'll help um, if tonight has to be a bullpen game. Um, it's not going to be the end of the world because uh, a lot of those guys are rested and ready to go. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was it's still – I love the way the bats are swinging right now, especially with Eric Hosmer, like I said. Um, I love the way that um, each everybody – uh, in that starting lineup is definitely uh, being patient at the plate, taking what's uh, what's in front of them. Um, I think uh, you know the biggest storyline so far has definitely been Fernando Tatis's play. He's probably had the worst series of his Padres career. Uh, he only batted 188. He hit that home run yesterday in the ninth inning to hopefully kind of uh, settle everything for him and kind of just get him back in the groove of things. He had five errors in this first series and. Um, 
you know, after some really big strides last year, it was just kind of more surprising to see. Um, I'm not necessarily concerned. I mean, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. He's uh, his best when he's responding to adversity, responding to, uh, you know, some of, um, you know, the, what everybody else is saying. So I'm not really too concerned with it. But like I said, he was batting only 188. Uh, but I, I have the full confidence that he will be able to return full spin. I think he's just... You know, getting the nerves out. He did sign a huge contract. He, you know, like we said, it, he is 22 years old, um, and he has a lot on his plate. A lot of credits and even supporters to really impress and uh, to show for. And uh, you know that 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 big uh, contract does not help um, when it comes to that. So I have the utmost confidence in Fernando that he will be able to respond. And he will be able to prove everything wrong. Everybody wrong. Uh, but we will see how, um, you know, the next few series are for him um, when it comes to that. But, yeah, like I said, I am very excited for tonight. Um, of course, uh, as the first series of uh, the of uh, the 2021 season and uh, the Padres and the Dodgers are both tied in first in this NLS. That is going to be just a dog fight, really, there uh, the, as the Dodgers were able to take three of four against the Rockies. Uh, so it puts them at three and one as well as the Giants are one and two Diamondbacks are one and three and the Rockies are one and three. So it'll be interesting to see, but <clears throat> um, I'm, I'm just excited for this. Uh, excited for this season, excited for everything that's going to happen. I'm, I'm definitely going to be able um, not even be able. I'm definitely going to be going to uh, I already told my girlfriend I'm going to at least five Padres games this year, home or away. Um, and uh, I'm just ready. I'm excited. I think it has been long overdue. Uh, it's felt like a lifetime since I've been at a sporting event, and I'm just excited to watch my pods uh, play tonight. So, um, yeah. But, um, of course, how can I not? I mean, of course, I, I think first and foremost, I want to apologize for deciding to take a freaking break during one of the biggest sporting spectacles of the year. I mean, my dad already gave me a hard time about it. Uh, but March Madness did not disappoint in the slightest way. I mean, between all the various storylines uh, that have happened this year, I mean, 95.2% of all brackets being busted uh, on that first day when Ohio State lost uh, to Roy Williams losing in his first round of 64 as a head coach, um, you know, to there being zero perfect brackets after Ohio upset Virginia in that round of 64, um, to there being four teams that were seeded 13 or higher to reach the round of 32, which is the most in a single NCAA tournament. Um, you know, I feel like th that alone shows just how just how hectic and weird um, this you know this uh, season this year has been. I mean, players and all the coaching staff really having to go through a bunch of uh you know just hurdles and you know things that they wouldn't necessarily have to face if it were a regular season um you know where there wasn't covid where there wasn't um any of this um 
of these testings or anything that has to do with that. So, uh, you know, for there to be, you know, four 13 plus seated teams winning for there to be all these other storylines for UCLA to have this miraculous run from the first four down 15 to Michigan state to storm all the way back, win that game and not only win that game, but go to the final four, push undefeated Gonzaga to uh, the brink of elimination and lose the way they did. I mean, what a miraculous one run for UCLA. There's no reason they should be holding their head. They lost on a miracle shot. I mean, a phenomenal shot, nonetheless, uh, by Jalen Suds. Um, but still, a miraculous shot um, is the only way that UCLA uh, got out of the tournament. An 11 seed, a first four team, already beat a number one seed in Michigan um, behind Johnny Juzan, you know, this... this uh, uh, guard who, uh, following his freshman year, transferred to UCLA, who was his hometown team uh, in hopes of bringing a title back home for him to lead this team from that first four to their fin- their first Final Four appearance since 2008. Um, what a ma- miraculous run uh, for this Bruins team. Um, but tonight, of course, um, you know, from the beginning of the tournaments, uh, there were two teams that everybody said would be facing off, uh, in the national championship if it were based on simply the best teams in the tournament. And that is Gonzaga and Baylor. And that is exactly who we have facing off tonight at 620. <clears throat> uh, for me personally, I will be rooting for Gonzaga as um, I just need them to win my bracket challenge. I've been leading um, my fraternity one uh, since I want to say the Sweet Sixteen or maybe the no, actually the Elite Eight. I don't know. I think the main reason, I mean, for sure, the main reason why I've been leading is I had a perfect West. Literally all greens in the West. Um, I, I I think that's kind of what has put me ahead of everybody. Um, so I'm at, I'm currently at 1130 points. I'm at the 99.6 percentile of brackets. So I'm pretty proud of my bracket this year, uh, based on all the upsets and everything that I just told you. All the various storylines. I, I feel like my bracket still turned out pretty well. Um, regardless of all those various things, uh, but uh, the guy behind me, uh, Darren, he was a former president of our fraternity about four years ago. He's at 1070 and he has Baylor chosen. Um, and then there's a guy in fourth who has 980 who would be able to get ahead of me as well if Baylor were to win. So if Gonzaga wins tonight, I will be able to finish in first. I'll be able to get my money. I'll be able to have bragging rights. Uh, but unfortunately, if I Gonzaga does not win, I will fall to third. I will not win any money because only the top two people get money. Uh, so that will be unfortunate. So for me personally, I am rooting for Gonzaga. But at the end of the day, um, like I've said, the storylines – the brackets, the raw motion of the game of basketball that it like that just brings everybody together. Um, I just hope everybody that's watching tonight truly just sees how much of a beautiful sport this is. And I'm so happy that I was able to be involved with so many great teams um, in my life. You know, uh, you know. Of course, these two teams uh, both deserve uh, to be where they're at tonight. Only one can win. 
Um, you know, Baylor definitely had a stellar semifinal performance, just absolutely blowing Houston out, not really giving them any breathing room to shoot, shooting 54% from the field. Uh, you know, their three point, their, their three pointers, uh, finally hitting for them as they haven't been hitting all tournaments. So, um, and then Gonzaga, I mean, 31 and 0. Uh, the first team to be undefeated in the national championship game since 1978. Um, and playing with a lot of, I mean, I, I feel like that game, the, in the way, in the fashion that they won, they're going to be bringing a lot of energy and confidence into this one, as well as Baylor, who had just came off of a huge win against Houston. So, um, you know, I, I just, I all I hope is for a good game. Of course, I would love Gonzaga to win, but all I ask is for all the viewers who don't know don't really know basketball or, you know what I mean, have been watching from a distance uh, per se, is to just watch how this game of basketball is the perfect example and metaphor to life as a whole, you know? What are you going to do in the face of adversity, being down, being up? How will you respond to somebody going right at you, attacking you, scoring, and now it's your opportunity to go right back at them, attack them, and score on them. How are you going to respond to that? Are you going to back down? Are you going to let them steal it right back and go right back on you? You know, basketball, in my eyes, and I believe uh, in many others' eyes, is the true and perfect way to test anybody's uh, true character and the person that they are. Um, and tonight we will we will see that in full force with a national championship on the line. Both teams have tremendous players on both, uh, and and both have tremendous staffs as well. So we will see that. Um, but that's all I asked, you know. See how much um, adversity each team faces tonight. You know, there's never a. I mean, I have played thousands of basketball games between AAU, Rec high school, middle school, you know, on the courts of uh, my elementary school and middle school and, you know, all the pickup games that I've played and open gyms, I've played thousands of basketball games. And let me tell you, there are never, there has, I mean, if there was ever a game where there was strictly highs and no lows, oh man, there was, I think there's only one game I can really recall when we won 75 to 10 um, when we played, I was in eighth grade, we played this, I'm pretty sure it was a Jewish school and we went to their school. Their, their fans were absolutely crazy, but we absolutely destroyed them. And they, that's why they were actually really mad and upset. But all I remember is them all wearing, uh, all, all, I just remember them all just being so crazy, you know, and all of them, uh, just wearing like, like their, their son's, uh, jerseys. And it, it was pretty intense, but, uh, I mean, I'm not trying to talk shit, but they literally were probably the worst basketball team I've ever played in my life. But their parents were really into it. So it was cool. It was fun. But we did 175 to 10. So um, that's the only game I could probably ever recall where there were strictly highs, no lows. I'm sure there's maybe a couple more. But all I ask is tonight, watch how these players respond consistently have to respond to adversity there's not just one or two times in a basketball game especially a national championship where you're asked to only respond to adversity a couple times there are going to be so many times so many runs for both teams where you're going to have to respond you're going to have to show why you belong there and if you don't you're going to realize just like houston did that 
the other team is just going to keep going. They're not going to st- – oh, shit. Oh, this guy isn't ready to play, so let me give him a chance to step up. No, this is the national championship. If you fall behind, if you feel like, you know what I mean, you're not playing to the level you are, do not be surprised if you look up and you're already down 10, you're already down 15, because both teams are just as capable of making those type of runs on the other. So I'm extremely excited um, for tonight game, tonight's game, but at the end of the day, go Gonzaga. <laughs> um, but in some NBA news... Uh, Space Jam 2, or not even Space Jam 2, Space Jam, a new legacy with LeBron James, uh, finally got uh, its first trailer, and we saw which superstars will be able to be expecting in this one as Diana Taurasi, uh, Clay Thompson, um, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, and uh, Nanike, you might, I don't know how to say her last name, I'm not even going to try uh, to I don't want to be disrespectful, but I I know I'm pretty sure she played she was the one who played on um, Notre Dame and hit that buzzer beater against UConn. I think that's her, um, but I do not want to mispronounce her name, so I'm not going to try about that. But those are the five uh, superstars that will be in this movie, uh, along of course with LeBron James. Um, LeBron already has come out and said that this is not a sequel, but instead is something in its own lane. Um, and of course that trailer dropped, it looked like, uh, LeBron and honestly, I was surprised it wasn't Bronny. I know in the original Michael Jordan had his whole, his real family in that. So I was honestly kind of surprised that Bronny and, uh, Savannah and all of them were not in it. I don't know if that had to do with something or they just decided they didn't want to. Um, but they were not in the trailer and it did not look like they would be his family in this movie. Um, but yeah, it's going to be something different. It'll be something cool. Um, I'm really excited. It's been a long time since the original came out. I mean, of course, I wasn't alive then, but I've seen the original so many times at this point. Um, and I think that uh, this new, I hope that it inspires a lot of uh, these young kids like it did with me and a lot of my friends growing up uh, to to play basketball and give me that excitement and that joy that, um, you know, basketball did. But at the same time, combining it with Looney Tunes and uh, you know, combining it with this uh, cartoonist uh, and just kind of pushing the boundaries of like imagination in real life. I feel like that was what was so cool about the movie growing up. It's, you know, you're seeing, uh, you know, some of your your biggest idols or some of your biggest uh, some of the biggest people that you, you, you know, admire. Um, but they're both just on so they're, they're both in so many not so many, but they're both in just different areas of your life. You know, you're, you're talking about uh, Bud's Bunny and, you know, some of these cartoons that you, you grew up watching and loving, really. Um, and that's, of course, completely different than uh, just Michael Jordan and basketball and, you know, some professional athletes. Um, so combining that and making it into something that was so good made that movie so good. And I, I just hope that this um, next Space Jam can do the same thing um, and just make uh, kids that were uh, were my age when I first watched Space Jam uh, just appreciate the game of basketball and also just appreciate the movie and how, how good it'll be uh, that much more. So I'm excited for this one. Um, but of course... Uh, like I said, there I've been I've been on for a little bit. Um, 
you know, for a few weeks now, I'd say. Uh, so I just wanted to, you know, talk about a few storylines that have been happening in the NBA. Uh, kind of give a quick rundown where the league is at as we are about 22 games out um, from the postseason, of course, uh, this year um, being a um, a shortened season due to COVID um, and the NBA trying to get back on schedule with where they once were. Uh, so we do have about 22 games left in the season. Um, but some some of the biggest storylines that have caught my eye, of course, is James Harden continuing to make the cases why he is the MVP. Of course, um, this trade was met with a lot of questions. And um, I mean, the whole storyline going into this year uh, was, is James Harden a selfish player? Is James Harden all about himself? You know, a lot of storylines came out about how he acted in Houston and how he was toxic in the locker room and yada, yada, yada. And all of the sudden, since James Harden has been on the Nets, um, he's instantly right back in the MVP conversation. And a lot of people forgot about, you know, these same people that were talking shit about James Harden in the locker room and how he doesn't deserve uh, to demand his way out of Houston and all this shit now are praising the man. I mean, for good reason, but still... This man is the continues to break Nets Nets records. I mean, he's the he became uh, the second player in Nets history to record a forty point triple double as he joined Vince Carter with that one. Uh, he was the first player in Nets history to post thirty five point uh, thirty five plus points and fifteen plus assists in a game. Um, he became the fourth player in NBA history with 140 point games as he joined Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, and Wilt Chamberlain. Um, he also, uh, an, an more, more, uh, Nets history. He became the first to record a 20 point, 15 rebound and 15 assist triple double. Um, and that was also his 10th triple double with the Nets, uh, as he's, as he is one of two people in the franchise's history to have more uh, more than uh, that triple-doubles-wise. Um, so, yeah, I mean, James Harden, what a guy. What a storyline that has been this entire season, going from the most toxic person to have in your locker room to kind of being the net savior. I mean, 8-9 and nine without him, 27 and sits with him on the court. Um you know, I feel as if the Nets are the heavy favorites at the moment to win the NBA title. Of course, there are a lot of things that will still happen before the NBA season, including LeBron and AD coming back on the fucking floor. Uh, so don't count the Lakers. I'm not even not even counting the Lakers out in the slightest. Uh, but at the moment, if you want to, you know, go with Vegas odds, if you want to go with how everybody in the media is perceiving it, the Nets are the ha heavy favorites to win the NBA title. And I feel like James Harden has a lot to do with that, with KD still being sidelined, Kyrie, um, you know, being on and off. Uh, but this Nets team, man. Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Joe Harris, Lamarcus Aldridge, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan. Um, I don't really know how they wouldn't be the favorites uh, to win the championship on paper. You know, I'm a, I'm a diehard Laker fan. Do not get me wrong, but you know what I mean. That that roster right there is looking ridiculous. So it'll be interesting to see how they how the rest of the season plays out. I'm sure they'll finish with the one seed in the East. Um, but yeah. 
some other storylines, of course. Um, there were actually five. The, the first time in NBA history, there were five players that recorded a triple-double on the same night. That was the first time that ever happened in NBA history. As Julius Randle, James Harden, Giannis, Russell Westbrook, and DeMontis Sabanis all posted a triple-double on the same night. I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, shows that there are lots of guys that didn't just simply get it done in the league. And a lot of people that want to criticize where the league is at or want to criticize how many superstars we have in the game at the moment. Uh, you know, that's a perfect stat right there to show you how many guys you're simply not watching or or what. You know, there's a lot of guys that get it done on a night out, night in basis. And um, I really feel as if this playoffs is kind of, you know, shaping up to be a very scary one, especially in the West. I don't know about the East. I don't know how that'll go. I don't know if the Nets are just going to blow through everybody. Um, but this West, man, this West is stat, and I am very, very excited for it, especially when you read stats like that. How can you not want a bunch of players to go out there, drop, you know, just some insane numbers and play each other in the play? I'm just, I'm excited for it. Um, some other things, uh, Giannis actually became the third player in NBA history with 45-plus points on at least 85% shooting. Uh, the Clippers uh, signed to Marcus Cousins. Um, which now means DeMarcus has played for every California team. Uh, so that's pretty funny. Uh, Russell Westbrook actually um, has the most 20 points, 20 assists, triple doubles as he passed Oscar Robinson and Magic Johnson. And he's now has four with four. Um, and uh, what's it called? PJ Tucker finally got traded from the Rockets and he is now a member of the Butts. Um, Unfortunately, LaMelo Ball, the rookie rookie of the year frontrunner, uh, is actually expected to miss the rest of the season with a fracture in his wrist. Uh, that was very unfortunate news to hear, especially the way LaMelo and these Horn this Hornets team had been just pushing all these championship-level teams uh, to the brick. Uh, so, you know, it's unfortunate to hear about that, but... You know, we'll, we'll, we'll hope for the best. At least it's just a fracture in his wrist. I, I don't I didn't say which if it was a shooting wrist or his non-shooting wrist. Um, but something that he'll be able to, you know, come back to it from. It's not like a torn ACL or something. But unfortunately, the season is, uh, you know, only a couple, you know, a few more months. So uh, just not the best timing uh, for that. Um, Chris Paul, with a massive milestone, became the sixth player in NBA history to reach 10,000 assists. Um What's it called? There was one other thing I wanted. Actually, no. Um, but then, of course, in Lakers news, LeBron suffered a high ankle sprain. hasn't been pl hasn't played the last five games, um, and that kind of pushed the Lakers. Uh, I want to say they wouldn't have required him uh, or uh, acquired him if uh, LeBron didn't get hurt. But it kind of pushed them that much harder to acquire uh, Andre Drummond. You know, a two-time NBA All Star. Uh, has led the league in offensive rebounds for seven seasons in a row, led centers in steals for four seasons in a row, um, you know, four-time rebounding leader, seven-time highest career rebounding average. Um, you know, what a, what a pickup by the Lakers, uh, you know, kind of creating this big, massive wall that kind of uh, kind of evaporated, I want to say, after last season as JaVale and Dwight left and kind of just left Anthony Davis in the middle of the paint. Um, you know, with LeBron, of course, but uh, having Andre Drummond in that, uh, you know, I feel like if you put JaVale and Dwight together, they're just about, 
this they're they're just as talented and skilled, if not a tad more than Andre Drummond. But I mean that man is definitely as talented as both of them combined. If you want me to be honest, so having them, having Andre Drummond or um, just somebody else in the middle of the paint. Of course, he did get hurt uh, his right toe on that first night he played in the Lakers, but it's nothing serious. He should be back in the lineup uh, tomorrow against the Raptors, but uh, if not against the Heat. Um, but yeah, besides that, I mean, this West, like I said, is shaping out to be really, really good. I mean, the Jazz are still in, uh, lo and behold, in first place at 38 and 11. And then, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that Suns, that, 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 that Phoenix Suns team looking damn good. Number two seed, 34 and 14, three and a half games out of second place. And then the three through sits, uh, spots is uh, just a matter of two games. The Clippers at 33 and 18, the Nuggets at 31 and 18, the Lakers at 31 and 19, the Trailblazers at 30 and 19. So, you know, like I said, that's very, very stacked right there. A lot of talent, a lot of good teams. Um, and then the 70, 76ers and Nets both tied uh, for first place in the East right now um, at 34 and 16. And then you have the Butts at 32 and 17. And then you have a little drop off where the four through. Eight seeds are all decided by one game as the Hawks and the Heat are both 26 and 24. The Hornets are 25 and 24. The Knits are 25 and 25. And the Celtics are also 25 and 25. So, like I said, these last 22 games, this last third of the schedule is going to be uh, definitely a huge treat for all of us fans um, and NBA supporters around the world. Um, but that about do it for today. I, I'm just, like I said, I am so excited to be back. I'm so excited to give you guys content again. This this has made me so happy just talking about sports, talking about life, uh, giving you all some some wisdom. Taking, I hope you all can take as much as you, you know, as much as you want, as much as you can from it. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it's made, it's, it's made me so happy being in front of this microphone again, making this content. And I, I just hope you all are, are ready for the ride um, and ready for everything that else is in store. So, uh, like I said, again, this is Gino Spirito. Uh, this has been episode 31 of the Gino Spirito podcast. I hope you all have a great rest of your Monday and I will see you all on Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening.